You are listening to Paranormal Probe with Trip Tanfell. everybody and welcome to the paranormal probe podcast my name is trip tanfell and we are coming to you from the 10 step studios now this is our very first show of the paranormal probe podcast so let me give you an idea of what to expect we will be investigating almost anything about the paranormal or the supernatural this includes a lot it'll be about aliens ufos ghosts hauntings zombies and much more I will be sharing stories from around the world that I find interesting, but I also want to hear from you. If you want me to look into a particular story or topic, just let me know. Or, if you have a personal story, I would like to hear about it. Just send me an email at comments at paranormalprobe.com, and I'll share your story on this program. In addition, down the road, I will have cell phone interviews with experts and investigators of paranormal events, and those will also air on this show. Plus, if you would like to submit your personal story via telephone, just send me an email, again, at paranormalprobe.com, and I'll set up a time for that to happen. And yes, there's still more. Uh, We're working on and we'll post information on our website at, you guessed it, paranormalprobe.com. The website is still in progress, but you can log on to check it out. Now, today on our very first show, we will explore the topic of alien life and advanced technologies. So let's get started. Okay, first I'd like to say that uh, I don't believe we are alone in this universe, and I think a lot of people agree with that. Consider that our moon, which is our closest celestial body, it looks really close when you look out the window and you you look at the moon, but did you realize the moon is over 238,000 miles away from Earth, and the rest of the universe is much further than that. There must be other life forms out there, and there's probably a lot of them. Mysterious airships flying overhead have been reported since the late 1800s. Many people, including myself, believe there are aliens living with us right here on Earth right now. Here's some information that I dug up, and I believe it to be true. First, let's start with the most popular types of aliens. There are reports of uh, a lot of different kinds of aliens, but it seems that most reports are about greys, Nordic aliens, and reptilians. Okay, first you'll notice that I didn't say anything about little green men. When I was a kid, that's what the the saying always was, was uh, the little green men from Mars. And uh, I think we've come a long way from from those times. So nobody really seems to refer to little green men anymore. The grays, they seem to be the most popular. Uh, They are gray-skinned humanoids. And by the way, I'm going to read off to you the official description uh, of these beings. The grays are gray-skinned humanoids, usually three to four feet tall, They're hairless, with large heads, black almond-shaped eyes, nostrils without a nose, slits for the mouth, no ears, and three to four fingers, including a thumb. Now, they are, like I said, the predominant uh, extraterrestrial beings in most sightings, and uh, they pretty much have been around since about the 1960s uh, in most cases. 
Now, next we've got the Nordic aliens, and they say that the Nordic aliens are supposed to be the closest to uh, the current modern-day human life form. They're described as humanoids with stereotypical Nordic features, which includes they're tall, they have blonde hair, blue eyes, and generally are good-looking. So they are the ones closest to uh, humans today. The third most popular seems to be the reptilians, and this is uh, kind of a a strange bunch here. They're said to be tall, scaly humanoids, uh, reptilian humanoid beings, and they date back all the way into the uh, ancient Egypt times. And I've heard a lot of different stories on these guys. I've heard that uh, they can uh, crawl, uh, such as through sewers. Uh, There's been reports out in New York and so forth. Uh, But I've also heard that they can stand up and walk on two feet. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, They seem a little far out there to me, but uh, in my mind, uh, the greys are the ones that are the most plausible, uh, possibly the Nordics too. Uh, So we're going to spend most of our time uh, on those two. Okay, now let's start by going back to Roswell, New Mexico, uh, all the way back in July of 1947. This is a modern-day event, and I'll bet you everybody has heard this story at least several times. Um, The story goes, uh, a rancher finds wreckage in his fields, and this is over a stretch of miles. Uh, He contacts the military, the military cleans it up, and initially the military reports that a UFO has crashed. Then, shortly afterwards, I think it was maybe the next day, they retract their own statement, and a cover-up begins that I think still goes on today. I think they're still in denial about that. Some say alien bodies were transported to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base uh, in Dayton, Ohio, and that they are still there today. Other reports also indicate that our own military has many UFOs that have been reverse-engineered, which also can help account for the rapid pace of technological advances in our country. From a technology standpoint, has anyone noticed that we went from the invention of the color TV in the 1950s, right around 1953, to high-definition TV today? And I've got more more examples uh, to go through real quick, just to give you an idea of the advancement back in the early 1900s all the way up until the 2000s. Okay, well, let's go back to 1922. I I think some of these kind of crazy facts are are pretty interesting. Uh, When you go back and uh, you realize where we were when you were kids a long, long time ago and compare it to where you are today. Now, such as uh, back in 1922, most new cars didn't even come with roofs, and I had no clue that that was true, but that is one of the facts that I looked up. We've gone all the way from those days to now we have autonomous vehicles. You don't even have to have a driver All you have to do is get in the car, tell it where to go, and it gets there for you. Uh, We also went from uh, crude lie detectors to facial recognition technology. That is a massive leap forward. Again, I find uh, completely interesting. And here's another great one. We went from the first liquid-fueled rockets from way back when to landing a man on the moon in 1969 and now we've got a company called SpaceX, who is, uh, everybody knows who Elon Musk is, the uh, the owner and the, the brains behind SpaceX. And he can send rockets up into orbit. And instead of crashing into the oceans, uh, like NASA has done for so many years, these new styled rockets, they actually come down, turn themselves around, and they land right on their feet on the landing pad. Now, uh, you talk about a a technological advancement, I would say that qualifies. Uh, There's a lot more in the way of examples, but my point is that many people believe that our technologies here on Earth took many giant leaps forward 
by the reverse engineering of UFOs. And there are also many claims that the United States military is actively working with aliens from other planets who are helping us with these advanced technologies. Okay, now let's dive into another story. And I, I heard this story a long, long time ago. Wasn't sure if it was true. Uh, looked up a lot of information on the internet, a lot of different sources. And uh, it sounds kind of plausible. This, this very well could be true, and it could also help explain exactly how we uh, advanced so quickly uh, with our technologies in this country. Uh, let's go all the way back to the 1950s. Back then, the president was Dwight D. Eisenhower, and this is back in uh, February, February 20th of 1954, and uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower was reportedly on vacation in Palm Springs, California. Now, for some reason, he completely disappeared for about 24 hours. Now, when you're president of the United States, everybody knows where you are, where you've been, uh, where you're going to. I mean, literally every minute of every day is planned and it's documented. However, on this day, apparently no entries or notes were logged during this 24-hour period. News eventually surfaced that in the middle of the night, Eisenhower made a secret trip to the Edwards Air Force Base. Apparently, wasn't too far away from uh, where he was vacationing. Now, the reason for his uh, secret trip was to meet with two Nordic aliens. Now, these aliens apparently uh, came here from another solar system, and it's reported that the communication between the aliens and Eisenhower was all telepathic. And I've heard many reports of that before, that aliens don't actually talk. Uh, they communicate through their thoughts. They can force their thoughts into your head so you hear them. And then they can also uh, tell and understand what your thoughts are. So there's really no verbal communication. Now, during the meeting, the Nordic aliens explained that they were concerned about the nuclear technology here on Earth. And they were saying that if a large-scale nuclear explosion occurred, it could severely impact the time and space on extraterrestrial races on other planets. Now, that sounds interesting, sounds plausible. Uh, never really thought about it before, but sure, if there's a big boom uh, going on on this planet, uh, it carries on throughout the solar system. So apparently, that can uh, make an impact, cause some problems uh, for the uh, other races on the other planets. Now, they wanted Eisenhower to agree to end our nuclear technology, uh, and in return, they would share their knowledge on advanced technologies that we didn't have. Okay, and the report indicates that uh, Eisenhower declined to enter into the proposed agreement. As the story continues, later that same year, Eisenhower met with other aliens that were the gray species. The grays had a different agenda. The claim is that their race was dying off and their technology to reproduce was failing. So they offered to share their knowledge and technology if Eisenhower would agree to let them abduct humans and capture animals, mainly cattle, so they could perform medical experiments that would help them save the Gray's population. The agreement included uh, the safe return of all humans, uh, but they ended up reaching a deal with Eisenhower based on uh, these terms. So that's how that story goes. And again, kind of makes sense. Uh, you hear all these stories about people who've been abducted. They always get returned. Uh, maybe not always safe. Some of them seem to get a little bit banged up. Unfortunately, the animals don't always seem to do so well. Uh, you always hear stories, uh, and actually there's a lot of uh, photographic evidence and video uh, evidence uh, about this, to where the uh, animals end up dead. They're laying out in the field somewhere. Uh, they've got all kinds of surgical incisions. Um, always a total lack of blood. That's, that's always very interesting as well. And many uh, key organs totally missing. 
So to me, this story does make perfect sense. And remember, we talked about how our country started to see huge advancements in technology uh, in such a short period of time, starting all the way back into the 1950s. Well, this could help explain why it happened. Next, I'd like to share a bunch of stories uh, I was able to find. Uh, some are from the internet, uh, some are from documentaries. Uh, I do all kinds of uh, my own little investigations all over the place, so uh, no telling where the stories come from. It's a mixture. And uh, don't laugh at the stories too quickly. Uh, some of them seem a little bit far out, but the more you read and the more evidence that you find, it also seems like uh, they could be uh, very true stories. Uh, some are reports by astronauts. Some are ex-military people who have very, very much credibility. Many TV shows feature highly credible people like Nick Pope. Uh, he was once the British Secretary of Defense. A guy named Stanton Friedman, who is a nuclear physicist and a ufologist. Unfortunately, he is now deceased. And a guy named Bob Lazar. Uh, we will be discussing him a lot in the future. Uh, he has an incredible story all by himself. So let's move on to an article I read on uh, June 16th of 2020. So this is a recent article, and this is on the website sciencealert.com. And they recently announced that uh, there could be at least 36 alien civilizations in our galaxy. So once again, don't think that we're alone. We can't possibly be the only civilization out here, and especially we can't be the smartest one. Uh, I mean, you've seen what's gone on uh, in our country, so uh, that kind of eliminates us as being the smart guys. Uh, also, uh, MUFON, that's another website I go to on a very regular basis. It is the Mutual UFO Network. That's where the word MUFON comes from. They have hundreds of stories. Uh, these are of sightings, videos, case studies with a ton of evidence of UFOs. It's one of my uh, favorite uh, sources of information. Now, I'd also like to move on to a uh, just a, a little cut here uh, from an astronaut. Uh, I love hearing stories from the astronauts. These guys are in the know. They're out in space. They could see a lot of things that uh, they're not allowed to repeat. So when there is some kind of a news article or a quote uh, from an astronaut, I always try to dig in to see what they're saying. This goes back to 2011. An astronaut by the name of Story Musgrave indicated his belief in creatures from other planets having the ability of star travel. So, uh, again, these guys don't typically uh, get too much room to say a lot of things in public, but something there must have happened for him to uh, have that belief uh, as well as feel comfortable to uh, report it. Uh, we also have a little bit of information from another astronaut, Edgar Mitchell. He claims that military officials have hidden evidence of UFOs and potentially alien spacecraft. This is all documented on military.com, which is another great website. If you have time, check that one out. That's military.com. And let's follow up with another piece of information from another U.S. astronaut, uh, this time from Buzz Aldrin. Everybody knows Buzz Aldrin was uh, with Neil Armstrong on the moon. And uh, Buzz Aldrin uh, claimed that uh, he confirms aliens are basically on the moon. Uh, there are reports that when uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong were on the moon, Neil suddenly switched his communications to the medical channel, and he told the chief medical officer, and I'm going to say this in quotes, they're here, they're parked on the side of the crater, and they're watching us, end quote. And I don't find that entirely surprising. Uh, I think over time we've heard from several astronauts uh, that seem to agree that, uh, yes, there is definitely alien life on the moon. 
And this next article is a great piece. I just love this story. I remember hearing about this, and it happened just towards the end of 2020, so it's uh, very recent. A retired Israeli general, he served as the head of the country's space security program, says aliens exist and that there is such a thing as a galactic federation on the moon. His name is Haim Eshed, and he's currently a professor somewhere. I don't recall exactly where, but he says both the United States and Israel have been dealing with aliens for years and that there's even an underground bunker on Mars with human and alien representatives. Now, he says the unidentified flying objects have asked us not to publish that they're there uh, because humanity is not ready yet to accept uh, that kind of news. He also indicates that President Donald Trump is aware of the aliens and almost blew the lid off the story, but the Galactic Federation stopped him before he could. Apparently, the Galactic Federation wanted to prevent mass hysteria because it believes that humanity needed to evolve and reach a stage where they will understand what space and spaceships are. The retired general also disclosed that the aliens entered into an agreement with the United States. They actually signed a contract with us to do experiments on the moon. That's what the claim is. Sounds pretty interesting. Now, when he was asked why he's coming out with this news just now, uh, he mentioned that if he would have come up with this five years ago, he would have been thrown in the hospital. But he says today uh, they're already talking differently, so he feels like he's got nothing to lose. He says he received uh, his degrees and awards, and he is well-respected in universities abroad. So he just kind of felt like he had nothing to lose to uh, bring it out now. And it really kind of makes sense. Um, If you recall, the U.S. just recently announced the formation of a new military branch that's called the Space Force. Donald Trump is the one who announced that, and uh, it certainly does seem to be connected. And next, we are going to move into the final story of uh, today's show. And this one's a real shocker. I love this story. There's a lot of credibility to it. And uh, in fact, after I'm done with this story, I'm going to give you some links on YouTube uh, to where I'm going to ask you to look up a video. And then you can judge for yourself what you think about this whole story. This has to do with an alien gunfight in a place called Dulce, New Mexico. Dulce, New Mexico is a very small mountainous town uh, with a very big story. Uh, There are reports that there is a seven-story compound beneath Dulce that is being used for advanced technology experiments. Now, these experiments include working on hybrid life forms, uh, mainly human-slash-animal hybrids and human-slash-alien hybrids. There were rumors about the secret base that go all the way back to about 1930, uh, but real evidence started to pop up in the 1970s. There was a New Mexico State Police trooper named Gabe Valdez, and he documented unexplained cattle mutilations around Dulce. Valdez stated in a radio interview that he was also finding unusual items that had been discarded, such as gas masks, glow sticks, pieces of what looked uh, like aluminum uh, foil, tinfoil kind of uh, items. Uh, And then after that, it starts to really get weird. Uh, Valdez also claims to have witnessed UFOs in the area, Other local police had also reported seeing unidentified crafts, and Valdez then made a very startling statement. He claimed that he once found a dead cow that had been mutilated, and it had a fetus inside of it. He said it was not a calf fetus. There was a fetus, but it was not a calf fetus. He described it as a combination of human, monkey, and frog, and the head had no skull or bones. He came to the conclusion that the cows were being used to incubate alien babies. 
Now, there's not much more to his story, and in fact, uh, Gabe Valdez passed away in 2011. In relation to the same story, there's another report of a strange happening in Dulce from a guy named Phil Schneider. Now, Phil was an explosives engineer, and he worked for the U.S. government. He had a high-level security clearance, and he claimed that uh, he helped construct the secret underground base that I mentioned earlier. He also contends that there was a massive military battle with aliens back in 1979. He claimed he was working near Dulce in an underground base when he noticed a heavy presence of Green Berets in the area. He says he had never seen the Berets in this area prior to this. Phil learned more about the alien experiments at the secret base and found out that the aliens were conducting medical experiments on both live humans and samples of DNA. He suggests the gray aliens would also absorb human and cow blood for nourishment. Now, part of his job was to drill holes to prep for blasting, and one day while he was drilling, a terrible smell seeped out of the holes, is the way he explains it. What happened next was a massive gunfight that broke out between the Greys and the Green Berets. It was stated that over 60 Green Berets died in this battle. And yet on another day, Snyder had his own confrontation with an alien. He found himself face-to-face, unexpectedly, with a large 7-foot Grey, and he drew his pistol. Other aliens quickly appeared, and he shot two of them. The third alien used his hand to launch what looked like a blue laser beam that severed some of his fingers and and some of his hand as well. A Green Beret had joined in the fight, which ended up saving Phil's life, although the Green Beret ended up dying. While I was researching this story, I ran into a video on the internet just by chance, and you must look this up because it will knock your socks off. I was shocked when I saw this video. Apparently, after Phil Snyder left the military, and I believe he retired, uh, he traveled the country giving lectures about the experiences he had while he was in Dulce, New Mexico. While I was watching his lecture, he raised his hand several times, and I immediately noticed he was missing part of his left hand. It looked as if several fingers had been slashed off at an angle. Now, remember earlier in the story, he mentioned that uh, an alien had used what looked like a blue laser beam to attack him, and it looked exactly like that. It looked like his hand was slashed at an angle, part of his hand was missing, and uh, that was pretty shocking to me. Uh, It added a lot of credibility to the the story that he was involved in this uh, gunfight. And he reveals some very disturbing information in this lecture, and you should look it up again for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. That way you can decide for yourself if you find this believable or not. Now, the way to find it is uh, just go to the Internet. doesn't matter to me what uh, search engine you use. Search for Preparedness Expo 95. That is the search term you're going to want, Preparedness Expo 95. So, obviously, that was back in 1995. And I need to warn you in advance, the video quality is very poor. Now, back then, the format, back which was around 1979, uh, was standard VHS tape. And this video looked like it had been copied maybe once or twice. uh, And that would have degraded the quality even further. So the video, a little bit hard to watch. The important thing is that the audio is clear enough to understand the story. You don't want to miss this. Again, search for Preparedness Expo 95. In my opinion, Phil Snyder is a very credible witness. And his story is completely shocking. 
Well, there you have it. That is the final story on our very first show of Paranormal Probe, and I thank you for listening in. Our goal is to drop a new 30-minute episode every week on all kinds of paranormal events. Next week, we'll be sticking with a similar theme, although instead of stories about aliens, we will concentrate more on UFO sightings. Don't forget that I'd also like to hear from you. You can contact me at comments at paranormalprobe.com to let me know what you think about the show or offer suggestions of paranormal topics that you would like to recommend we have on Paranormal Probe. And if you had a personal experience, please email us with your details or you can request to be interviewed by telephone, and we'll be glad to air your story on a future show. Your identity will be kept confidential. Again, thanks for listening into our podcast. This is Trip Tanfell coming to you from the 10-Step Studios, and I hope you'll be back next week.